Hey, Green Future Growers. Welcome to Season 4. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. I'm here to help you create, grow, and enjoy your own organic oasis. I hope you'll subscribe for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. Hey, so today's show is sponsored by MelScience.com. That's M-E-L science.com and Mel Science is breaking the stereotype that science is boring, difficult, and only for certain types of people. They strive to make serious science accessible, interesting, and cool. Science is about exploration, experiments, discovery, and asking questions, all of which comes naturally to all children. And as an elementary educator, I could totally testify that this is true. Kids love to do projects like this. Mel Science believes that every child is a scientist. They help nurture children's natural interest in science by giving them fun, hands-on experiments to engage, serious, detailed explanations to learn, VR and AR technologies to dive deeper. And when you go to MelScience.com, listeners, um, they have like just the coolest kits. There's STEM lessons, there's chemistry, there's physics. There's um, subscriptions and there's this really cool like um, medical one where you can like, you know, pretend you're a dentist, you can check people's teeth, you can pretend to sew stitches, you can um, do all sorts of really cool stuff. Like there's like a pharmacy thing where you're making like chemicals, there's like blood analysis um, for STEM things. There's like making a space rocket, there's a hydraulic lift, an electronic boat, there's earthquakes, an infinity portal, a gyroscope. Um, there's all sorts of liquid sand, a pneumatic press, there's like microscope activities. It's just really fun science for kids. So that's Mel Science dot com m-e-l science dot com welcome to the green organic garden it is friday february 4th 2022 and i have two amazing guests on the line they are here to share about their new app today that i think you're gonna love and just um what all they've got going so here are dale and carrie from oklahoma and seed to spoon to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Dale and Carrie. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're excited to be here. Nice to meet you, Jackie. Nice to meet you guys. I just love your logo. It's so cute and just um, what you guys have going. So first, like I do always start the show asking about like your very first gardening experience. Like were you a kid? Were you an adult? Who were you with? What did you grow? So you guys like each kind of want to tell us a little bit of of that background like dale you want to go first or carry it's up to you guys uh sure yeah so i i had tried growing food probably about 15 years ago for about two weeks before i i, I kind of got distracted and moved to something else and that was my background before carrie and i decided that we wanted to start growing most of our own food and that was in 2015. um so that was that was really our first time growing food was together in 2015 and um, I got obsessed and that's kind of why, why we're here today. <laughs> I mean, I had grown flowers before, but that was really all I had grown until we started growing. I mean, I think spinach was probably the first thing we started with because that was the first thing we wanted to replace in our kitchen. And neither of you guys like had any period or ever had a garden when you were kids? No, no, that just wasn't something that, um, you know, my, my, my parents both like, had jobs that worked them pretty hard and the weekends were for relaxing and we all sat around and watched movies and TV. And that was kind of the culture I grew up in. And also like we had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hamburger helper meals, a lot of stuff like that. Like we didn't eat a lot of fresh greens and stuff like that. So that was just something that wasn't really in the culture of my family. Yeah, I had a big backyard of grass. <laughs> so I had a big yard to play in, but we really didn't grow much besides, you know, occasional flowers and things like that. Well, I think lots of people grew up like that. So that I think my listeners are going to be even more exciting that you guys have only been doing this for, you know, what is it, seven years now? So wow, go ahead and tell years. us yeah. a little bit about what's happened since 2015 then. So, um, and, so 2015, we got started. And then um, if you go to our website at seedtospoon.net, you can see the before and after of our backyard. So you can see what happened in pretty much a span of six months. Um, and I started working from home around that time too. And I just come out of a pretty severe depression. And when I met Carrie, 
um, she, she was like the, she's just the nicest person I've ever known. And she helped me get to an understanding of what was going on in my life and helped me understand that I had anxiety and depression. And I found this book called the depression cure that talked about how to manage it through food, sunlight, water, exercise, all the standard stuff we're all, always told to do. And so that was why we got started. And immediately we noticed a big difference and just you know being outside in our nature and all that was huge on both of us and um and so we just got obsessed and we and in the next year in 2016 um we started a youtube channel and um really just that was just because i was posting a lot of anything if i'm into something and you're my facebook friend you're gonna get annoyed by that topic <laughs> before too long because that's all i'm gonna talk about and that was where i was with gardening and people were asking a lot of questions and so i started this we, well we started this youtube channel just to um, just to have somewhere to put that, those answers. And then it, it kind of grew from there. And then after about a year in that YouTube channel, we were getting a lot of people from other states saying, Hey, how do I grow this or where I live? Like, when do I plant this here? And I was calculating it for everybody. And, and I've worked in software my entire life. So like I'd had this vision of an app, you know, since we started and, um, I got some pretty cool inspiration from people I work with that kind of inspired me to, to learn how to code and to build it. And, we started learning in 2017, Karen and I both together. And then we brought on some friends uh, shortly after that are, that are still part of the team now. And then we all kind of built this app together and dedicated our nights and weekends to, you know, staying up till 2 a.m. working on features and, you know, working all weekend when we didn't, uh, <clears throat> you know, two of our kids are with my ex-wife part-time. So the weekends they were gone, we spent a lot of time after the, the babies, as we call them, went to bed, you know, cause they, they go to bed early. So all of that time we dedicated to, to working on this app and um released it in 2018 and um and yeah and then uh this amazing opportunity came up at the end of last year where uh park seed reached out you know the, about acquiring our app and making us a part of their family and and honestly it's a dream come true because this app that we've been working nights and weekends you know and putting all this um all of our life into now has legs because now we've got, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got, you know, a company behind us that can help us make this, you know, the, make the big vision that we have a reality. And I can talk more about that big vision later on, but we have so many ideas and dreams we've had about things we wanted to build uh, that we just didn't have the capacity to do because when you're working full time, you don't want to build something that sends somebody a reminder every time they need to fertilize, unless you can do it hundred percent right, or you're going to make, you know, 350,000 people really mad that you just sent them this reminder about the wrong thing. So those are the kind of things we were scared to build until we could be full time. And now that we're full time, uh, it's so much fun. We've got such an amazing team and it's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing ride. So hopefully that answers the question. But I think that kind of tells the story of how we got started and how we ended up here talking to you today. Well, those before and after pictures on your website are pretty impressive and um why don't you explain to listeners like about the app and like what what it does and and how it will help them so we have over 100 different fruits vegetables and herbs on there and whenever you click into them it will show it'll pull up your location and it'll pull the weather data from your nearest weather station and it will calculate out your exact planting dates that's one of the most exciting things about it because before this app we were like looking at the back of seed packages and trying to calculate in our heads okay what is two to four weeks before last spring frost and all of that so it gives exact planting dates based on wherever you live um, one of my favorite features on there too is the health benefits so we have 26 different health benefits up on the top and that you can filter between for all the plants and you can scroll between and um, and know exactly like what plants are really good for which health benefits i mean we have things like heart health weight loss pregnancy i mean anxiety depression i mean you name it i mean we tried to include a lot of things and um, so because there's certain plants that are helpful for different health conditions so we have that in there as well yeah, and we also have like complete growing information on each plant too. So um, what pests attack the plant, how to handle each of those pests with organic methods. Um, we have all the companion plants for each plant, what grows well next to it, what doesn't. 
within each plant. You can also see all of the blog posts or videos that we've created over the years about that plant straight from our garden where we're out there with our kids recording, you know, exactly how it's going, or the good and the bad of it all. So all of that comes into the app. And that was that was version one, if you will, of the app. And then in 2020, uh, pretty much right when COVID started, we released um, Garden Plus. And Garden Plus is meant to, so the, the app that we built before Garden Plus gave you all the information. Garden Plus is meant to guide you through what to do with all of that information. So you don't have to think about it anymore. So you can go in there, you can see a preview of this now. It's out now as a free preview. We can go in and do some of the stuff I'm going to talk about, but the big vision of it is going to be, you can go in and you can mark what you want to plant. You'll get reminders for when you should, for when you should start the seeds for that. Um, once you mark that you've planted it and now it'll sh actually show you the estimated harvest date. So some of the stuff is in there now, but we're going to really expand on that and make it to where it sends you reminders for when you should water, when you should fertilize. It's going to guide you through the entire process. So anybody that wants to grow food, all they have to do is open a step, choose the things they want to grow, and we're going to walk them through everything, uh, step by step. That's the big vision of what we wanted to build and what we are, uh, working on building now. So again, you can see a preview of that now. Um, out in the app store uh, you can search for, you can find us under from seed to spoon if you search for that on ios or android we also have a web app at app.seedtospoon.net that you can use as well and that so, is, like do you have to pay for this app no we learned how to code and built this ourselves so i i, I kind of got the ball rolling with a prototype and then i talked when one of my best friends justin into joining the project early on and he is the smartest person I, i've ever I mean, he's just a wizard and he can build anything and he well, built wait, the hard like, stuff. I mean, like, is it a free app for people? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, is there a, I understand. Like, a yes. fee? Or, like, there has to be some kind no, of... No, the app is 100% free it. right now. No, it's it's 100% free. Garden Plus will become paid. and But we want to do a couple things more before we get to that point. We want to... Um, we want to make it to where you can log any plant. Right now, you have to log just from something that's in our database. We need to make it to where you can log something else that isn't our database. Because... We've gotten thousands of plant requests over the years, and Carrie can talk more in a minute about what we're going to be doing about those plant requests because we've got a pretty cool system in place now. But, um, you know, there's still going to be things people want to log that aren't covered under that. So there's a couple little things that we want to add in. We're, we're also making, we're doing a lot of work to make the app more stable before we charge for it. Um, not that it's not stable now, but it's not at the level that we are ready to, to charge money for it because, you know, we've, we've all been, you know, full-time software developers for, past a long time i don't know how long and we have a certain way that we want to do things before we can say it's ready to be a paid app so we're working on that now um we're very excited because all these things we wanted to do and rebuild over the years because we were learning how to code at least i was learning how to code with this app so i've got some stuff i did a long time ago that i think is silly now and that isn't as efficient as we can do now so um we're doing all that now before we charge for it and i think by by spring, we're going to be in a situation where we're, we're going to be ready for that by, by the end of March, I hope, to where we have these features in there and we're comfortable charging. But at that, it's still going to be less than a packet of seeds per month. So we understand what it's like to grow on a budget and, to, and for every dollar to really matter. Um, so we want to make sure that anyone that wants to grow food is able to with our app by keeping our costs where they're affordable. So I feel like uh, a packet of seeds a month, about the cost of that is a fair price. So that's what we're going to keep our cost to. And one of the great things about our partnership with Park Seed now, too, is you get we have actually, you know, we, we're pulling in their products into our app now. And they've got variable, reasonable prices on things, too. We've shopped from them for a number of years because of that. And um, the, you know that if you buy from them, you're going to get your seeds. Um, they, they're they're going to ship no matter what's going on. They're going to have inventory no matter what's going on. If you, if you get So, like, I think there's that assurance that you have working with Park Seed that, um makes us very excited too cool well it's that time of year for ordering seed i was just i just like right before we got done i was working on an article for our, our local paper about seed shopping and sources because that's one of the big questions i get a lot is where should i get seeds and how do you know what are the best quality seeds and you know how do you know what seeds to get for this area so yeah exactly and i've i mean one of the funnest moments we had after we uh, became part of the park seed family was we got to send over a list of all the different seeds that we wanted. And I feel like I sent everything cause I've got this box full of seeds staring at me right now that we are about to get started. So, you know, you're going to be able to follow along with us and we're going to show you which, how different things grow and which ones are our favorites and 
we're very excited about that because Park Seed has a long history of doing um, different science experiments, if you will. I mean, they, they sent seeds to space with NASA and brought them back and then gave them to school children to see how they grew. They've done so many cool things like that. So we're excited to be part of that um, part of that now because my OCD loves to where I, I'm, I'm on the spectrum. And if I, I mean, if I get if I, if I get obsessed with something, it's you better look out. And that's how I'm about to be with all these seeds because I'm going to build a giant greenhouse and start every single one of these seeds so I can see exactly what I like best and, and all of that. So we'll be taking you along for that journey. Well, tell us about your place. Looks like you've already done a lot of building at your place in those before and after pictures. So you're growing in raised beds. Tell listeners a little, a little bit about your where you're growing. Yeah, so what you see on our website is what we lived in uh, when we lived in the city. And last, uh, well, the week COVID started, we bought a farm, basically. Um, we bought five acres uh, in Oklahoma City, and we um, we moved out here. That was March of, or April of 2020. So so since then, uh, we've lived out here. So it's changed how, how we've grown. So now we have more space to grow with. We have more animals to help us. So we have hundreds of farm animals and, well, about 100 farm animals and um, I've got my, my worker pigs that build gardens for me. They're my pets. Don't worry. I'm not eating any of my pigs. I love, I love your them. cute little pig in the, in the zoom picture. They're my best friends. My <laughs> pigs are my homies. That's who I hang out with during the day when I need to get a, get off a computer as I go hang out with them. And so, but they build gardens for us. We have a whole system where chickens and cow, I mean, it, yeah, all the animals we have work together to build gardens and, um, and it's a really fun system. I've really enjoyed growing out here, but um, but we well, understand tell us how, about I, how that system works. Oh, absolutely. I could talk your ear off about this. You got to be careful. Um, <laughs> so I really like the Joel Salatin type methods where you're doing rotational grazing. So we have these electric fences that we set up that are from premier one and we put them in, air, in an area where we want a garden to be. And that area can be 15 foot tall of shrubs when we get started. And within a month, the goats and the sheep will come in first. They'll eat everything down to just like basically a layer of grass. And then the chickens and the pigs will come in and take all the roots out and eat all the seeds and take it down to just basically fertilized soil. And then we, we'll grow some cover crops on that for a round so we can get rid of some of the, the pig manure. We want that to compost a little bit. And then we bring in all of our llama manure and rabbit manure and everything else we have from across the farm and then put it in that area. And then, um, you know, the next, next time around, we're growing food in there. So we just have these plots that we're setting up all across the farm. There are these small areas that are these electric fenced areas that we go through and move everyone around and the animals are happy because they're getting all this free food and we're happy because i don't have to build the gardens because that was a lot of work but the, the garden i built in the city almost broke my back i mean that was so much work doing that so one of the exciting things about moving out here was we were able to bring on some some co-workers and our animal friends <laughs> so the only animals we eat all of our farmer chickens everyone else that you see in our videos are our friends and even then like we could talk about chickens but it's uh it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough topic for some of us i know carrie <laughs> is a big she loves the chickens, chickens are my pets i love the chickens yeah she <laughs> feels the way about chickens and i feel about pigs so well i totally Hopefully. have become a chicken lover and right now i'm reading this book by ellie lacks about um she has this place called the gentle barn where she like mm -hmm. rehabilitates farm animals and then she also brings in like you know kids who come from like troubled you know like foster kids and troubled kids and, and kind of combines or even adults like and helps people with like their mental health and letting them pet the animals and then also letting the animals you know rehabilitate so i'm totally all over this um so what is what's growing well this year or what's something that grew well maybe last season um, we had a lot of greens that did really well. Right now, pretty much everything died. We just got a whole bunch of snow. <laughs> so, um, but up until like maybe even this past week or so, we still had a lot of greens growing really well in our garden. Um, spinach, like kale. Like in a high tunnel? <clears throat> um, yeah, we had, so we built these PVC dome hoop houses and um, it was really easy to build. I actually, I, I made a YouTube video like all about how we made these, um, but it was very easy to build. We just built these PVC domes over our um, smart pots that we have. And then we put plastic sheeting over top and it protected them really well through our winter. What are smart pots? 
So smart pots are these fabric raised beds that we stumbled upon a few years ago. And at first I was skeptical of them because when I had tried containers our first go around, we did not have much success. In the Oklahoma heat, they do not do well. It's hard to keep stuff alive here in the summer. So I assumed it was going to be like that. But I went through a Master Gardener course and I became friends with some of the uh, professors and people like that that were teaching through it. And they were using them a lot and talking a lot about them. So I thought, well, I'll give them a try. And I found the benefit, really the big benefit of these fabric raised beds is it allows for, for a couple things. One, it's been possible to flood them. They're going to drain. They're going to be able to handle a torrent of rain. Because in Oklahoma, again, we'll get massive amounts of rain in a short amount of time or then no rain for two months. It's just it's the wild west out here. <laughs> and um, they're able to handle those conditions. And also the fact that the sides are porous all around makes it to where air is able to get in. And it's almost as if these plants are supercharged because they're able to get more airflow than just the standard plant that's planted in a raised bed that's only getting air from from above. And also, whenever the roots kind of hit the side of the plant, it's way the side of the smart pot. It's way different than you see in the standard container where they start circling around and they get all like tough and they're just really not doing much at that point. They stop and they form these tiny little kind of branches, if you will, and then uh, they're able to still uptake stuff in. So. Um, we found them and also they're portable that's one thing i like about them too a lot of our peppers and things like that we'll put in a five gallon one that way early in the spring we can move them outside on the days that the that's 80 and then when we get the random 40 degree temperature swings that we get here we can move them into uh, a shop or into our house or I mean, we've had the entire house full of plants at, at one point um we'll do whatever it takes but it gives us an opportunity to save our plants to get started earlier in the season um, in the summer too, it's nice that you can take some of these peppers and put them inside of a, so whenever we were working in the office, like we went into an office somewhere, um, you know, we'd be gone all day. We would put the, the plant inside of a kiddie pool and fill it with about two inches of water, the, the smart pot, and it would absorb water from below, almost like a sub irrigated bed, but you could do it on a large scale. You know, like you see that you saw the backyard we were going in. Um, so those are smart pots. Um, and also, this, there's a lot of different brands out there, but smart pots, are they, you know. Are they dark? Are they black? Or are they white? Or does it? They have different color? colors now, so yeah. they carry black, purple, tan. tan. There's green. There's all different colors, and they're they're adding colors all the time. So, um, they're really handy, and they, and they last longer. My husband worries that that the dark ones in our heat in the summer get too dark, and like last year, I had some. Um, plants growing in them and so i would like put like the white um agravon cloth around them to kind mm -hmm. of like reflect the sun so i was just curious yeah cool. I, I mean i had the same concern up front uh, but i haven't really seen that we, we mulch heavily in the summer too though so how about something that didn't go the way you thought it was going to this year well i can tell you one thing um so one of the biggest mistakes that we made <clears throat> last year was we planted things too close together. So not necessarily like in the same pots, but we had like rows of smart pots that we had lined up in the garden and we had plenty of space to walk between them whenever we didn't have a bunch of plants planted and we thought that would be good and we would have enough space. But then once we started growing, I mean, we grew like large things like bush beans, bush tomatoes, you know, things like that that got really large. And so it made it really difficult to walk in between and to harvest and all of that. So this year we've kind of spread things out a little bit more and try to make more space. So that way harvesting is a lot easier. We were also defeated by the squash bugs last year in a decisive mm -hmm. victory. So <laughs> well, they teamed with the, the vine borers as they tend to do. But they definitely defeated us last year. We didn't really get any zucchini or anything like that. But I also didn't do it. So when my kids were younger, I could pay them a quarter to go hunt them down. And that doesn't matter as much to them anymore in their older age of, yeah. of kindergarten. So we've lost some of our, our, our combatants in that war. How about something you guys are excited to try this next year coming up that you haven't done before? I, uh, I'm a spinach collector. Um, so there's a lot of varieties that Park has that I'm going to be trying out for the first time because um, I ordered every single one they had. So I'm very, I, I love spinach. It's the first thing that got me hooked in gardening because it was when I tasted spinach, I realized that I'd been miss missing something because it tasted different than any spinach leaf I'd ever had from a right. sandwich shop or anything like that. And then 
I just noticed that they all tasted a little bit different, and then then I just I had to try them all. So that's. Got any tips for listeners on growing spinach? Yeah, just make sure you don't plant too close together. Other than that, it's really simple to grow. And then make sure you do a, a succession plantings. Don't put all your eggs in one basket on one weekend because it can be a little finicky and getting going early. So I, I would just do a new round every two weeks starting, uh, well, as soon as you can work the ground, basically. I, I would start it and then uh, just keep planting every two weeks. Give it plenty of room so that it has room to grow. And then it needs more nitrogen than you realize. So I tend to give it more fish fertilizer than I give some of my other greens because it's it's a heavier feeder than something like lettuce. So I think spinach is pretty simple. You just got to keep those keep those things in mind. Carrie, those are great tips. Uh, we always have a hard time with spinach here because it just seems like it'll be really cold and then all of a sudden it heats up and, and, and like mm -hmm. you got to pick it that day or it bolts on you. Yeah. yeah, and you bring up a good point too with the heat because another key to spinach is we... Um, we try to have during that succession planting, I try and put some in an area that's going to be full sun and then some in an area that's going to be part shade because the stuff that's in part shade is going to last deeper into summer. Um, we also try and plant. So I have spinach in the ground now that went in October that's going to overwinter out there. Even without covering it, it'll overwinter fine. In the spring, it'll be the first to put out new leaves and we'll get a harvest off of it quick. But it won't last as long into the end of the summer because it's already been through winter and it's it's ready to go. So that's why it's important to plant rounds in the fall and in the spring as well. I, I forgot about those parts in spinach too. Golden seeds, Dale. Golden seeds you're sharing with us. Uh, that's usually like the only spinach that does well here at our place anyway is stuff that we plant in the fall. And that's like coming up through the snow in the spring. But mm -hmm. I we have not had good success with spinach that we planted in the spring. It just I well, but I do I generally just tend to plant like um Swiss chard or kale and, and beet greens. I use a lot of beet greens for things that most people use spinach for, but that's just us. Yeah, Swiss chard is definitely one of my favorites. I love it. Especially the bright light, like growing the ones with the different colors. The kids oh, love me too. that one. I love the red and the gold and the orange ones. I'm not really a fan of the white pine, which my mom loves. <laughs> yeah, we love using like the Swiss chard leaves, especially the really pretty ones. We bring them in the kitchen. We use them as wraps. So we make like little mm -hmm. burritos for the kids mm -hmm. too and wrap them up. And the kids love that too. I like to eat the like the stalks like celery. I I use those instead of celery. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. This is the part of the show we call getting to the root of things. So, do you have a least favorite activity to do in the garden? Something you got to kind of force yourself to go into? So I would say it used to be pulling weeds. Oh yeah. I, I would say that too, but now, especially that we have like chickens around and rabbits also, whenever I pull weeds, I actually get excited because I go and I feed that to them. So, so especially like in the, in the end of fall and early spring, when we have all the hen bit coming up, uh, I guess that's why it's called, called hen bit. The yeah, hens. the hens love it. But you know, <laughs> they go through winter where they're getting a lot of like grains and stuff like that. And what does that mean? What did you call it? Hen what? hen bit like bit uh-huh yeah i think i don't know it's... what that is i guess it's a common weed that we have out here at least yeah it has purple flowers as uh is it chickweed is it also called chickweed is that the same uh... thing i might be wrong on that um it may not be the same thing as chickweed again i don't i don't know flowers real well if you, you i can talk your ear off on vegetables and fruits and herbs <laughs> that's but... okay i you just like that clarifies it right there that it's a weed because like i was thinking like <laughs> like a celebration that the chickens like we're going to start laying their eggs or something well even things like dandelions that people consider weeds are really nutritious i mean mm -hmm. it was considered a my super mom bought dandelions at the supermarket the other day <laughs> that's awesome yeah people make you know you can eat the leaves when they're young they're a little bitter but it's kind of like arugula and then people make different wines and jellies from the uh from the flowers too so we actually have, if dandelion isn't in the app already, it will be soon. Because mm -hmm. that's, so one thing with our app is we tried to focus on things that are either edible or, or medicinal. Because if we try and take on every plant, we're going to be spending our entire lives adding, you know, like <laughs> you can work all day and still not get every plant added. So um, we wanted to focus on things that 
you know, had medicinal or edible use. So we're going to be adding a lot more flowers and things of those nature that people don't realize they're edible, like marigolds, you know, nasturtiums. Uh, we already have those in the app at Dandelions, and we've got a whole list of other stuff coming. Nice. Okay, so how about your favorite activity to do in the garden? I would definitely say harvesting, especially whenever you get the kids out there and the kids are helping, um, especially harvesting potatoes. That's one of our most favorite things yeah. to do. And because we just take, so we usually grow our, our potatoes in one of the larger smart pots, like a 20 gallon. And we just take that, we dump it into a wheelbarrow and the kids just go crazy. They just start digging through there, searching, we call it their Easter egg hunt. They start searching for all the potatoes and it's just so much fun. The kid, getting the kids involved in harvesting, it's, they love it. Yeah, I got to agree with Carrie. That and picking fresh peas off, like, cause nothing tastes, the peas lose their taste in a hurry after they're picked. So if you've never had one picked out of the garden, you probably haven't tasted a real pea and they're so sweet. Oh, I love peas. And last year we planted a ton of peas and we got gophers that we've like never had before. And they just destroyed. We didn't get, we didn't get to eat any peas. Oh, it was really sad. Those underground pests. Cause we started, my husband started like growing enough peas that we could like freeze them. Cause we eat a lot of peas in the winter. And, yeah. and so we had like more yeah. peas than ever. And just, I don't know, sometimes that happens to us. Yeah, those um, are tough. And that's, I like that. I like that. Um, potato tip because every once in a while my husband will like stab a potato you know with a broad fork or with the exactly. um, potato fork or whatever it is and so you don't have that thing plus yeah it's totally and then you don't miss any because I like that get just do it growing them in a bag and then throwing them in the wheelbarrow yeah. it makes it so much easier and plus it just I mean it's fun just digging through <laughs> I know I like that your little Easter thing for the kids yep so <laughs> What's the best art gardening advice you've ever received? So I would say, um, I don't know who necessarily, like, uh, basically focus on the soil. And when you are, when you're feeding your plants, you're not feeding the plant, you're feeding the soil. And then the soil has, you know, so, this has, I'm going to butcher the terminology on it, but the, the soil has, you know, um, m m microbiology uh, that attaches to the plant roots and then feeds the plant. Once I made that mind shift, like difference that changed how I look at things. So I'm not, I don't look at, at now when I go out that I'm putting fish fertilizer on the plants necessarily, or that I'm putting compost on the plants, I'm feeding the soil and then the soil is feeding my plants. So my main goal is to keep the soil alive because then that will keep my plants alive. So that mindset shift, I think was crucial and that came during like when I was going through the master gardener program I really understood that and then that that resonated with me how about you Carrie um well while you're thinking I was gonna add that without a doubt the key to my show has been it's all about the soil like that was my first year was like the number one thing and so many of my guests have said without a doubt so glad to hear that i like the way that you put that deal okay thanks i i i, I always feel a little timid because i don't know the the official scientific terminology of things you know so um no worries i still get busted for calling it dirt i guess the master yeah. gardener program they're like but in my dictionary like it says on the definition like dirt, dirt. <laughs> We've got the three soil, minutes. but I guess they've changed that. We've got three minutes left. Do we want to just want to end it and then rejoin so we don't cut off in the middle of one now? No, let's keep going. All right. All right. Um, Carrie, did you did you have some advice, or you want to come back to that? Um. <clears throat> well, I mean, I could say a lot of just don't use pesticides, really, because I love it. Whenever you use pesticides, you can really hurt the beneficial insects as well. Um, and a lot of those are key to helping you manage the bad bugs, you know, like especially ladybugs and some of the wasps and things like that. Like they are super beneficial for you to actually have in the garden and you can actually hurt them by laying down some pesticides. I don't think we can ever say that enough. How about a favorite tool? If you had to move, it could only take one tool with you. What could you not live without? 
So for me, it would be, I personally love the seating square. Have you ever heard of those? Yeah, Jennifer, is it Jennifer Pratt? Jennifer? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, I interviewed her when she first uh, was coming out with those. Oh yeah, we love those. We're huge fans. It's so much fun. The reason why I say that is because like the kids especially, it, it really helps to get them involved in gardening, especially in the beginning. And because they were really young when we started gardening and for them to to work with us and to be able to plant with us with this tool and it helps them learn their colors because like all of the different circles like the different holes are you know they're color coded and then it helps them count like we were doing all sorts of things like that just with this one seating square so we were gardening we were counting like we were doing all sorts of things and so that one i i just i love the seating square yeah, and for me, I would have to say any soil knife, really. I don't have a brand preference, but just a, a soil knife. Um, I've gotten to the point where it just kind of feels like an extension of my hand, and it really saves like a lot of like cuts and, and like ant bites and stuff like that because my hands used to be covered in ant bites nonstop because I would always dig like dig in soil. In my and Now, having that soil knife just makes it really nice. It's really not easy to... Uh, maybe prune out a plant that I want to like a diseased or dead plant that I want to get out of the bed I can just kind of cut it right there and so I always I always have two or three around the garden or in my pocket ready to go um it'd be hard for me to garden without that now uh how about a favorite recipe is there something you like to eat or your kids like to eat or you like to cook from the garden so pretty much I would say anything with zucchini is one of our favorites. The kids love the summer because we experiment and make all sorts of different zucchini recipes. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention in the app too, there is a section um, under each plant that lists recipes that we've used in our kitchen. And so a few of our favorite zucchini recipes, I would say zucchini pizza bites. It's always a kid approved one, it's amazing. We just chop them up into thin slices and put a little bit of tomato sauce and cheese on top, pop them in the oven, and they come out. The kids devour them. They are gone in a second. So that's one of our favorites. We make a zucchini grilled cheese where we just where we shred zucchini and we pretty much just use that as a replacement for the bread in zucchini grilled cheese. So that that's fun. I mean, pr pretty much anything with zucchini, I'm I love. So. And then you make that like winter squash meal. It's like cinnamon. Is it winter? Is it butternut squash? Oh, butternut or is it... squash. Yeah, butternut squash, spaghetti squash. Yeah, I like the butternut squash. The cinnamon butternut squash you make. I want that right now. <laughs> like I'm thinking about it, and we've got a whole stash from the winter up there still that I'm looking at. So, after this call, I may make some of that because that sounds amazing. <laughs> Do you just bake it in the oven with cinnamon? Do you put sugar on it, like brown sugar or something? We, we, actually, yeah, we actually use our air fryer for that one. The air fryer makes it a lot faster and easier. We use our air fryer mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. This is amazing how much we use that thing. We have two of them now sitting side by mm -hmm. side just because how much we use them. It's so much easier, especially with this many kids. It's so much how easier. How many kids do you guys have? We have four and another on the way. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So my listeners are probably like, when is Jackie going to ask, are you guys rock star millennials born in between 1980 and 1995? <laughs> we are. We, we both are. qualify. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. I, I didn't think you guys were going to be in there. I wasn't almost even going to ask. I'm glad I did. So I kind of, <laughs> I, I was working on this book called Rockstar Millennial. Um, but then I, I'm really struggling to make it sound because a lot of my amazing guests are millennials and like people badmouth millennials so much and i love them i think they're like you guys they're like some of the hardest working they care about the environment they like actually do things like i just think they're the best so and like it's funny because one of the podcasts that i um so i've been working virtually since the pandemic started and uh one of the podcasts that i transcribe are these human resources guys and one of them like he's always badmouthing millennials it drives me nuts because i think you guys are the best Anyway, I'm working on Thank my um, my writing skills and trying to make things. I don't know why. Just like I I was all excited about it, and then I don't know. They just things are falling flat when I try to 
take what my guests say and and put on paper i don't know but you know i spent a lot like my all-time dream is to be a children's book illustrator and i've spent a really long time working on painting and i have so you know it's only normal to have to spend some time focusing on my writing yeah we actually have a children's book we want to do maybe we could uh hit you up on that one day (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome how about a favorite internet resource where do you guys find your guys surfing on the web I mean, I, I hate to be this way, but I, I got to plug our app because I, I have like, I, I view our app as, as a tool that we use too. Like, cause we all the time, I'm like, when do we got to plant that? When, so, and also we, you can track your garden in it. So we use it to keep track like in, in the season of what we have. So, no way. Um, yeah, so I, I've got to, I mean, I've got to plug our own app for that. And, you know, I, I hate to be a self. Wait, uh, tell us about that it. part. What do you mean you can track your own garden? So with Garden Plus, the 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 the, the feature that's going to be paid, but it's free out there right now. You can log your garden plants, and it'll give you estimated harvest dates. It'll let you log events that happen. So whether you watered or fertilized, or there was a pest, you can keep notes. You can add photos. So that's what we're working on expanding right now. But you can do it now. So we've been using it over the past year, testing it, and um, you know, really putting it through its paces. So. So that's, you know, that's where we're going for gardening information. Now, I will say uh, there's a number of YouTube channels out there that I do watch a lot of that I'm big fans of. So One Yard Revolution is my favorite by far. I don't know if he makes videos anymore, but I would go through and binge everything he's done. Carrie, I drove Carrie crazy for a while because I, I when I get on a roll with YouTube videos, I listen, I'll go through the whole channel and he has an opening tune and closing tune that she just heard nonstop while she was sleeping. <laughs> Because I'll, I'll, I'll watch them until 2 or 3 in the morning when I get on a roll. So she was like dreaming this tune. So it was like, um, so that's, you know, that's my favorite. Um, the Rusted Garden with, with Gary. I think he, he puts out a lot of really good quality content. Um, there's a lot of really good YouTube channels out there. So, and then, you know, I like good old fashioned books too. That's where I got a lot of information uh, from, you know, people like Elliot Coleman, uh, Elaine Ingram has a lot of good writings and stuff out there on soil that I've, I've really binged a lot of. And then, you know, I got to come back to square foot gardening too, because that was kind of what kicked us off yeah, was his whole method. Um, I'm a big fan of the square foot gardening method, especially for people that are just starting out too. How about you, Carrie? I was about to say that square foot gardening book, because that was like probably the very first one that we, <clears throat> that we really did read at that really got us into gardening and that was probably the one that i took most like to heart and learned a lot from how about an internet resource carrie um oh the problem is we replaced all of them with our app (laughs) everything that we used was online we built ourselves into the app Mm -hmm. so we wouldn't have to go anywhere else that's probably the best plug ever no, I totally, like, I, I feel, I, like, I totally understand because I go to my website more than I go most places. I mean, people ask me questions. They'll be like, how do I get rid of a squash bore? Or how do I, you know, prune my tomato or something? And I'll like, you know, and my search bar, I have to say, I love it. I also love my website because there's no ads because I am going crazy mm-hmm. these days with websites that like you can't even like especially when you're on a phone and the stupid like video pops up in this corner and like there's like videos in between every two paragraphs of text and i'm just like i understand that like newspapers are out there trying to like you know make a living and print subscriptions are down and whatnot but at the same time it's like when you can't even read a whole article without i don't know i just um anyway uh, I agree. So I, we'll, we'll never... it's not shameless to plug your app at all because especially it just sounds like such an awesome one um it's got so many great features so i don't know if you guys had a copy of my questions but my last question is kind of a doozy if there's one change you'd like to see to create a greener world what would it be for example is there a charity organization you're passionate about or project you'd like to see put into action like what do you feel is the most crucial issue facing our planet in regards to the environment, either locally, nationally, or on a global scale? Uh, do you want to go first or me too? Whichever. If I could make one change, it would be to get more kids involved in growing food. 
because if I would have made that connection earlier in life, I think it would have radically changed my life and given me tools to be able to handle uh, the hard stuff that you go through growing up much better than playing video games did. And not to knock video games, but it didn't certain it didn't help my anxiety because when I lost a Madden game, I got mad and it, it made me more anxious. Like it just wasn't as good for me as gardening was. So. You know, there's organizations out there. I know one organization that Park Seed works with is called Katie's Crops, and I'm just kind of learning about the kind of stuff they're doing. But, uh, you know, that looks to me like an organization that's doing great work. And those are the kind of areas that now that we're full time on Seed to Spoon, that I'm hoping we have more time to be involved in things like that. There's an organization called Restore OKC here in Oklahoma that gives scholarships to kids that go through this ag program that they have that's, that's run in the city. And there's all these great different things that are going on, I think, you know, around around the country, but just more kids involved in tasting food that they planted and grew themselves, because I think instilling that into them will radically change their lives. And, um, you know, I see that in my own kids that uh, have grown, you know, that they've grown up in the garden their entire lives and they see the world differently than, than I did, certainly at that age. And, my daughter is dreaming. My, my six-year-old was, we were out on a boat the other day and she was dreaming about uh, when she grew up, she wanted to build a robot that could go get all the trash out of the ocean because she really cares about animals, like in all the, because she saw a piece of trash out there. And I, and I think that her growing up around ladybugs and butterflies and we've had to like stop her from picking up spiders, you know, like, no, Mary, like there are friends, but we don't pick <laughs> them up, you know? Um, that's just how she is. She loves every bug she's ever met. And I think that's because she grew up from the time that she was in diapers, you know, her, her early friends were ladybugs. So, um, and I, so I think having more kids that come up in that same way will, um, produce more adults that are compassionate and caring and in all facets of life. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, having just starting them out from a young age, getting them involved outside and hearing all about it, it it's, it's life changing. And then a big thing too, our kids love is having backyard chickens. I think that's a huge change that pretty much everybody can, can do, you know, I know they just passed a law here in Oklahoma city that allows them to have some backyard chickens. So that's really exciting. Um, so that was one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to move out here, um, to some land was to have some chickens and we can grow, you know, they can give us their own eggs and then that those eggs help us to become healthier we don't have to buy eggs from the store anymore and support you know all of that um so yeah and your and eggs then, are coming from chickens that are raised compassionately exactly yeah and these chickens are very loved especially by our kids like they they are carried around they are loved on like yeah <laughs> they are treated very well <laughs> yeah well you're gonna say something i didn't mean to interrupt Oh, it's okay. I shouldn't have. I I, I thought everyone else was done. But... All right. Well, tell everybody how the... to find your app and how to connect with you guys and your YouTube channel and just uh, anything that we didn't mention today that you want to talk about. Well, our website is seedtospoon.net. Um, and then we have links from there to download our apps um, on the iOS and Android stores. Um, and then we also have a Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. It's all under, if you search for From Seed to Spoon. And your guys' last name is Spoon Moore, right? Did that come into the yeah. play of the name at all? I can't tell. If I've ever had a eureka moment in my life, it was whenever <laughs> I had that idea for From Seed to Spoon on the play. And I came running in. I was like, Carrie, I've got it. And... <laughs> I still don't know if I've matched that much of a Eureka moment. So yeah, that was totally a play on our last name. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing with us today. You both gave us lots of golden seeds and um, just, I love talking to you and visiting with you and all that you're doing. And I just think your app's going to be a super success because I've talked to a few people about different apps, but you guys really seem to have like dialed this in and, you know answered a lot of the questions that people and I love the part that you can input your own um information in there because um you know keeping a journal recording your what's going on in your garden is so important so many of my guests have talked about the importance of taking good notes and so that 
people can have something that's right there in their phone that's going to do a better job like I take I've gone from like writing in my journal to taking pictures and then always think I'm going to go back and and take that picture and like you know and then record it into the journal and have I know but um but those notes really help over the years like I always get started off really good at the beginning and I like do the little diagrams and I like put in the dates that we plant everything but I don't have very good harvesting dates or things so I think that's well we'd love for you to try the app and let us know if you okay. have any ideas or you know features or anything like that we'd love to hear that from you or any of your audience members I mean we're, we're looking to make this app the app that, that's great for everybody so if anybody has ways that we can make it better just reach out and you can find ways to reach us from within the app um you can info you can email us at info at seedtospoon.net also and um yeah, well, th thank you for your time, Jackie. I really appreciate the time to get to talk to you today and look forward to maybe coming back sometime. Awesome. Well, you're always welcome. And thank you for sharing with us today. You guys have a great day. You too, thank Jackie. You. Bye. Hey, so today's show is sponsored by MelScience.com. That's M-E-L science.com and Mel science is breaking the stereotype that science is boring difficult and only for certain types of people they strive to make serious science accessible interesting and cool science is about exploration experiments discovery and asking questions all of which comes naturally to all children and as an elementary educator i could totally testify that this is true kids love to do projects like this Mel Science believes that every child is a scientist. They help nurture children's natural interest in science by giving them fun, hands-on experiments to engage, serious, detailed explanations to learn, VR and AR technologies to dive deeper. And when you go to MelScience.com, listeners, um, they have like just the coolest kits. There's STEM lessons, there's chemistry, there's physics, there's um, subscriptions and there's this really cool like um, medical one where you can like, you know, pretend you're a dentist, you can check people's teeth, you can pretend to sew stitches, you can um, do all sorts of really cool stuff. Like there's like a pharmacy thing where you're making like chemicals, there's like blood analysis um, for STEM things. There's like making a space rocket, there's a hydraulic lift, an electronic boat, there's earthquakes, an infinity portal, a gyroscope. Um, there's all sorts of liquid sand, a pneumatic press, there's like microscope activities. It's just really fun science for kids. So that's Mel Science com mel science.com do you know someone who would benefit from the organic gardener podcast if you like what you hear we'd love it if you'd share the organic gardener podcast with a friend thanks again for listening and remember grow local